Alrighty then. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, excellent. Alright. Episode 24! Yeah. Heck, yeah. We're almost to a quarter of a hundred. <laughs> I like how I was like, yeah, pump it up, and you were like, yes. It is indeed. <laughs> uh, book four, Rising Storm. I I feel like I feel like we've kind of been this book's been pretty chill so far. So far. Which you know? makes me worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna shake some things up this episode. Oh jeez. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hop off of Easy Street and But I like I Easy know. Street. We're gonna roll down a hill. No. Okay, that something. actually sounds <laughs> that sounded a lot more pleasant than my reaction would have entailed. I was like, no, please, no. I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? If you remember, we left off where Fireheart was talking with Graystripe, mm-hmm. and catching up, and you know, feeling a great sense of loss and you know, right. sadness like a black hole. And Fireheart comes back to the clan. He's soothed by their familiar murmurings. Just you know, clan life. Cats are sharing tongues in the shade. The evening patrol is leaving. Brindleface is organizing another patrol to go get water, because as you remember, they're in quite a drought. And, you know, Small Ear is determined to go. He's like, I'm gonna go get this water. And he's like, you know, when I was an apprentice, an owl nicked my ear. And <laughs> so he's, he's not, nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna stop him this time. He's old and I will not be told to sit down. Yeah, no, no two legs are gonna tell him not to get water ever again. So Fireheart delivers some water to Goldenflower and Willow Pelt and telling them, you know, more will be coming when, you know, everybody returns. And Goldenflower's like, it's been a while since many of them have been out after dark. Cause it's, it's getting late and you know the elders just haven't been outside in the nighttime in a while. But you know, Small Ear seemed to be looking forward to it and Willow Pelt thinks that a little excitement would do him some good. <laughs> And she wishes she could go. She's like, a scrap with an owl is just what she needs. He heads to Yellowfang's den. He's looking for Cinderpelt. And Cinderpelt's like, so Cinderpelt asks, why? What do you want now? And Yellowfang asks him, or asks her if that's any way to greet her deputy. Womp womp. Mom. What do you want? Yeah, he's like, it is when he keeps disturbing my sleep. And Yellowfang narrows her eyes and asks if they've been up to something. <laughs> and Cinderpelt's like, wow, are you questioning your deputy, Yellowfang? And um, so Yellowfang purrs and she knows they've been up to something. But I quote, but I won't pry. All I know is that my apprentice seems back to her old self again. Which is good, because she was no use to any cat while she was moping around like a damp mushroom. <laughs> That's such an ugly, like, description. <laughs> a lone mushroom. 
a damp mushroom. Well, Fireheart is just glad that they're back to their old banter. But it is a little bit hard to talk about the Shadow Clan cats with Yellowfang here. It's strange, Yellowfang says. I feel like getting another mouse. And then she leaves. Because she's the best mom. She's like a cool mom. Yeah. She's like, I guess She'll I'll let, let them you have kids. their privacy. So Cinderpelt had told the Shadow Clan cats to leave, but they had to learn the mixture and be strong enough to travel. So how did Fireheart know they stuck around? And he tells her that Graystripe told her. And Cinderpelt asks if he's okay, and Fireheart tells her that he's swimming like a fish. And she cannot believe it. Because Graystripe. Remember that incident when they had... He almost drowned. It's like, yeah, Graystripe's swimming? Hey. You're like, okay. She's like, I don't really believe you at all. <laughs> but Fireheart's stomach growls, and Cinderpelt tells him to go eat before Yellowfang demolished the whole fresh kill pile. Whoa. It's all in jest. So Fireheart grabs a pigeon from the pile and senses Sandstorm watching him. He sees her stretched out, and his heart beats faster. How, how should my ears be? Back? <laughs> is my tail moving correctly? Is it a friendly swish? Like, relax it? No. Uh. <laughs> should I drag it on the ground to show that I just don't care? <laughs> like, why do I even have a tail? I'll think I'll just, I'll just bite my tail off. I. Uh. <sighs> anyway, so he, sees... so he sees her. Yeah. He sees Sandstorm, you know. Just being normal. And <laughs> suddenly she's existing, and that's great, because suddenly it doesn't matter that she wasn't tortoiseshell, and that her eyes were pale green and not amber. Live in the present. Let go of his past. Spotted Leaf would always remain in his heart, but he couldn't deny the way his fur tingled along his spine at the sight of Sandstorm. He sits... Is that a direct quote? Yeah. Are you kidding Almost. me? Yeah, no, no. I kind of paraphrased, but yeah, basically. He's like, I gotta move on. And then a terrible caterwauling made him jump. Let me guess, let Mouse me guess. And the thorn nursery. <laughs> no. Mousefur and Thornpaw, they enter the camp. So, Mousefur, Thornpaw, they enter the camp. Their fur is matted with blood. Oh. Running wind isn't with them. Well, Uh-oh. They were attacked. They don't know by who. They were in the shadows and too close to the thunder path to smell them. Fireheart sends Thornpaw to Yellowfang and tells Whitestorm to come with him in Mousefur while she led him to where it happened. He tells Dustpelt and Sandstorm to stay and watch the camp. It could be a trap to lure away their warriors. It has happened before. They're running through the forest and Mousefur is struggling to keep up, but Fireheart urges her on because they need to find Running Wind. And Fireheart is surprised when Mousefur leads them towards four trees. They're headed towards the tunnel. He's worried about a Shadow Clan raiding party. Remember the tunnel under the Thunderpath that him and Sandstorm found? Mm. So, Mouse first stops. Running Wind's body is laying on the ground, ominously still. A black and white Tom was bending over him. It's White Throat. Is this how he repays Thunderclan's kindness? White Throat looks up and cries in dismay. He's dead. And Fireheart just launches himself at Whitethroat, knocking him to the ground. But Whitethroat doesn't fight back. Fireheart hesitates and Whitethroat makes a break for it. And Fireheart falls into the edge of the thunder path. Running at him, he expects White 
throat to escape through the tunnel, but instead he runs right onto the Thunderpath, and Fireheart can only watch in horror as a monster hits Whitethroat, leaving him laying on the Thunderpath. His white chest glistened with blood, and Fireheart knew moving him would only hasten his death. He leans over him and asks him why he attacked their patrol. Whitethroat struggles to answer, his muse gurgled, and blood trickling from his mouth. He swallows and spasms. Before he can speak, his eyes go wide with fear, focusing on a point behind Fireheart into oh, ThunderClan territory. Whitethroat's eyes glitter with fear before they glaze over for the last time. What had filled his final moments with such terror? Fireheart turns to look and his heart lurches. At the edge of the Thunderpath is the dark warrior who had prowled through so many of his dreams. Tiger Claw. You knew he'd be back. We um, knew he'd be back. So, Running Wind is dead. So did Running Wind, like, injure Whitethroat? Or did the others injure him? Um, I mean, it was probably Tiger Claw. Oh. It's kind of the thought. It doesn't look like... Whitethroat looked, uh, like, surprised that he had been dead. That's... So. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we go into this a little more as Fireheart tries to parse through his feelings a little bit later. But... <laughs> but for now, he is frozen to the spot. And Tigerclaw asks him if chasing puny cats to their death is the best he can do to defend his territory. And Fireheart's mind clears, his body alert, pulsing with strength and cold fury. So he stares into Tigerclaw's eyes as a monster whips by him, with another monster right behind it. He's like, I refuse to kill anyone well, unless it is right by a road. I want to set up this scene right now. So Fireheart is in, like, the middle of the Thunderpath with oh, Whitethroat. Dead Whitethroat. And so cars are coming past, and Fireheart is standing his ground. This is bad. He, he holds his ground. He feels no fear. The first monster passes, and there's a fleeting gap between the two. And Fireheart leaps at Tigerclaw through the gap of racing cars. Oh! The, yeah, and this completely takes Tigerclaw off guard. And so, you know, he crashes into them. They roll into the forest. And Fireheart can feel Tigerclaw's ribs. He's lost weight, but his muscles are still hard beneath his fur. Exile had not diminished his strength. So, Tigerclaw flings Fireheart off of him. Fireheart crashes to the ground, breath knocked out of him. Tigerclaw pounces on him and digs his claws in, and Fireheart yells. And Tigerclaw whispers into his ear, Are you listening, kitty pet? I will kill you and all of your warriors. Hyper drama! One by one. I live for it. Oh, it's so good. And, you know, Fireheart, like, is chilled because, you know, Tiger Club meant every word of that, and Fireheart knows that. And so he hears cats rustling in the undergrowth around them, and between his own fear, the Thunderpath, and Whitethroat's blood, he's confused about who it is. Is it the rest of Broken Tail's rose? So, and, you know, so Fireheart pushes Tigerclaw off his, off of him with his hind legs, and Mousefur and Whitestorm hurl themselves at the surrounding cats, and they are fighting with the courage of Star Clan, but they are badly outnumbered. Tigerclaw is about to strike Fireheart again when he sees a blaze of gray and a pair of broad shoulders. 
it's Graystripe. Oh, everyone's back together. And of course, it's like in a moment where Tiger Claw to ever come back for a reunion unless murder was involved. But like, yeah, everybody's back. Yeah, yeah. Graystripe busts in and is doing a pretty good job at kicking Tiger Claw's butt. And so Fireheart joins him and they hold him down together. And the rogue cat, la 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 la. The rogue cats that have been fleeing the battle are now, they're the ones badly outnumbered. And, um, they're running, running. And Fireheart is distracted by this, and Tigerclaw takes this opportunity to run. So, at least everyone, stand here and let us kill gone. you after all that. Ah. <laughs> oh. So, they're gone. Darn it. Whew. Oh. Thank goodness for River Clan. Yeah. Thank goodness for Graystripe. And Fireheart real Yes. Well, Fireheart realizes that Stonefur, Bluefur's son, Blue Star's son, is among the River Clan cats. And he asks if anyone is badly hurt. And they're battered, but everyone's mostly fine. And Fireheart thanks Stonefur and his patrol for ThunderClan. And Stonefur's just like, you know what? Rogue rogue cats threaten us all. And he couldn't leave them to fight it alone. And Whitestorm looks to Graystripe and tells him, It's good to fight beside you again, friend. What brought you here? I can't. <laughs> that got me. If you're me, if you're me, in my perfect world, Whitestorm is his dad. And I wish Whitestorm, I'd like it if Whitestorm was Graystripe's dad, because that makes sense. So what if it was his son? It would break my heart. I'm like... I can't it's so do good. this. Oh. Oh. Canonically, uh, canonically, it's not right. his son, but Graystripe doesn't Adoptive. have a dad in canon. Right? Well, he's Whitestorm's mates with his mom, so, like, basically. He's like a cool uncle. But, um, yeah. I, I'd like to just say Whitestorm's Graystripe's dad. He's big and fluffy like White Storm. <laughs> so, um, Stonefur said that Graystripe had heard Fireheart screaming from four trees, and he'd persuaded the patrol to help. <laughs> so Fireheart thanks them again and touches Graystripe with his muzzle as he leaves. The sun is setting. Mousefur's eyes are tense with pain. Running Wind's body would be growing cold by now. Just one of the lives lost because of Tigerclaw that day. Fireheart asks Whitestorm if he and Mousefur can bring Running Wind's body back without him. He'll be right behind them, but there's something he has Who? to do first. Fireheart. So Fireheart is at the edge of the Thunderpath, and he notices ShadowClan smell among where the battle had taken place. Was the sickness so bad that they were abandoning their clan for protection? Or was it just the scent blown from the territory? If Whitethroat had joined the rogues, why would he look at Tigerclaw with such horror? He could have stumbled upon Running Wind's body by accident, but what had he been doing in ThunderClan territory? Where was Little Cloud? Fireheart knew he couldn't leave him in the Thunderpath to be battered by monsters, so he drags him off to sh onto ShadowClan territory. Hopefully ShadowClan would find him and give him an honorable burial. Whatever he may or may not have done, StarClan would judge him now. Good guy, Fireheart. Oh, 
He's so honorable. How dare anyone question him? Oh, he's so good. He's a good boy. And best he returns boy. to camp. Such a good best boy. Best boy. Yeah, oh, oh, sorry, that's you, Miles. Miles is the best boy, oh, don't you do? Sorry, yes. It, but in the canon of, uh... In canon of Warrior Cats, Miles does not exist, and Fireheart is the best boy. <laughs> so Fireheart returns to his moonlit camp. Running Wind's body is in the center of the clearing, and Blue Star was pacing around him. The rest of the clan kept back in the shadows at the edge of the clearing. They were anxious, looking to their leader, pacing, muttering under her breath, and she didn't try to control her grief as she once would. Fireheart remembers her quiet mourning of her old friend and deputy, Lionheart. There was none of that silent dignity here. Fun fact, Running Wind was Blue Star's first apprentice. I can't. I can't. Are you literally trying to kill me? Fun fact? You shut up. No. I'm- how- I am on a tether. Although that wasn't established here. I am on a here. tether of emotion. I'm like, I, you know I'm barely holding it together. But like, oh, why would you drop that on me? I can't. I mean, not in not in the context of these books. Yeah, in Blue Star's Prophecy. Uh, still, they're like, hey, here's a sad moment. Let's make it retroactively sadder. <laughs> it's sad. So, Fireheart approaches her. The whole clan is watching him intently. And Blue Star tells him that, you know, the cats that came back said that Tiger Claw did this. And Fireheart tells her that it could have been one of the rogues. And Blue Star asks how many. Fireheart doesn't know, but it, it was a lot. He knew he had to tell her everything. So he tells her that Tigerclaw wants vengeance against ThunderClan, and how he had told Fireheart that he would kill all of them one by one. And behind him, the clan erupts into horrified oh, yowls. <laughs> yeah, he is silently praying to StarClan to give Bluestar the strength to deal with this threat. And Bluestar tells him it's only her that he wants dead. So quietly that only Fireheart could hear. And she says, for the sake of the clan. No. Fireheart agrees with you, because he interrupts her and says no. Because no. 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 <laughs> he wants to, Tigerclaw wants to kill everyone, not just Blue Star. Like, sorry. Also wants to gonna, kill me, any... excuse you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know you're the leader, Blue Star, but also... I think Fireheart's probably on the top um, of that uh Yeah, he's that definitely list. if not the top, probably Yes. Though. So <laughs> He's kinda like yeah. the whole reason like all his plans got ruined. But um so Blue Star is lamenting about his vicious betrayal and what a mouse brained fool she had been not to see it earlier. And she is just determined to torture herself and take all responsibility for Tiger Claw's wickedness. And Fireheart realizes with a sickening jolt that he'll have to take oh, charge. Geez. He's like, oh, responsibility. So Fireheart starts delegating watches. He tells Mousefur and Brackenfur that they can bury Running Wind in the morning. Blue Star will sit vigil with him. Whitestorm joins her. 
the clan comes to pay their respects to their lost friend. Willow Pelt slips out of the nursery and Goldenflower follows. And Fireheart feels a chill as he sees Bramble Kit peering out into the clearing. And he can't help feeling that this kit, however innocent, kept Tigerclaw's menace alive inside the clan. <laughs> but he, he has to have faith that Goldenflower and the clan would raise the kit to be a truer warrior than his father. So Fireheart goes up to Running Wind and licks his cheek, and he promises to avenge his death. He backs away and sees a figure step from the shadow of High Rock. It's Darkstripe. He's looking between Blue Star and Running Wind, not with fear or grief, but with a brooding thoughtfulness. Fireheart is unsettled by this. Yeah, that's not good. Yes. That's super not good. No, it is not. So Fireheart goes to the medicine den. Cinderpelt and Yellowfang are tending to Thornpaw. And Thornpaw asks if it's true that Tigerclaw was with the rogues that attacks them. Attack them. And Fireheart's like, yeah, yeah, it is. And so this next part, I almost left out of my notes. But one of the things I'm really mad about in this series is how they really don't bring up enough the sibling relationship between Cinderpelt, Thornpaw, Brightpaw, and Brackenfur. Because... They're, they're related. They're all from the same litter. So here's a cute interaction between Aww. siblings. Even though it's not mentioned they're siblings. So Cinderpelt Thorn tells Thornpaw to press on his wound. And Thornpaw's like, me? I press? <laughs> and <laughs> Cinderpelt's like, yeah, it's your paw. And he needs to hurry or they'll rename him <laughs> No Paw. Thornpaw puts his foot in his mouth, but, like, literally, like, he <laughs> bites down on it. Like, you are so. the only doctor here. Yes, I am also still your sister. <laughs> Press your paw. That's adorable. They're I'm so glad precious. you brought attention to that. Bring it up anytime they ever have an interaction. So Cinderpelt tells Fireheart quietly that Blue Star should not have let Tigerclaw leave ThunderClan. She, Blue Star should have killed him while she had the chance. And Fireheart, Fireheart's like, Blue Star wouldn't have killed him in cold blood. Like, you know, that's just not her. And Cinderpelt's like, why'd he come back now? And how could he kill a warrior he had once fought beside? Literally the person he attempted to kill well, when they were a baby. Yeah, well, and you know, he also said he was going to kill yeah. all of them one by one. But yeah, Cinderpelt, and Cinderpelt's like, why? Why, why wouldn't they? Like, why does he want to kill all of us? And Fireheart tells her that it's probably because ThunderClan didn't give him what he wanted. What a brat. Which was, you know, to be leader. And, yeah. Well, Thornpaw agrees. He's like, well, he'll never be leader this way. He'll hardly make himself popular with the clan if he's going to start attacking patrols like he did. But Fireheart feels doubt about th those confident words. Blue Star was so weak. Who else had the strength to replace her if she... Fireheart can't finish the thought. Probably because he realized it'd be him. But Fireheart thinks that the clan may rather accept Tigerclaw as their leader rather than allow ThunderClan to be destroyed fighting him. 
But I, I, I think that he should give the clan more credit. Like Faith in your people. Yeah. Like, that's a little, like, mm. And Fireheart asks Cinderpelt if she really believes that. And Yellowfang comes in and asks, Believe what? And Cinderpelt tells her that Tigerstar will never become clan leader. And Yellowfang pauses. And she tells them that she thinks Tigerclaw has the strength and ambition to become whatever he wants to be. I'm- she's so supportive. What? No, that's not oh, what happened. Oh, I thought she said he could do it. Tigerclaw. Oh. Tigerclaw could do it. She, okay, never mind. She's so supportive of the wrong person. She's not being supportive. I think she's more reflecting on how her son became leader, even though he was a tyrant. Yeah. That's true. And just kind of Tiger Claw's personality that he wants it. He's going to try to get it. But Cinderpelt says he won't. Not as long as Fireheart's alive. Fireheart is so warmed by her faith in him. And Yellowfang tends to his wounds and... She tells him that Blue Star seemed very shaken by this. And Fireheart tells her that he'll organize patrols. Hopefully it'll put her and the rest of the clan at ease. And as she finishes, she tells him that he needs to have courage. These are dark times for ThunderClan, but no cat could do more than he has. Fireheart returns to the clearing to see Blue Star, Whitestorm, and Mousefur crouched over Running Wind. Mousefur is his sister, remember that, Running Wind's sister. So he sees Darkstripe and beckons him over and tells him to take out a patrol once the Dawn Patrol returns in the morning. There will be three extra patrols a day. And Darkstripe argues that he was going to take Fernpaw training. And Fireheart tells him to bring her with. It'll be good experience and they need to speed up apprentice training anyways. And Darkstripe just responds, yes, deputy. <laughs> So, the days since Running Wind's death have been busy, and everybody is trying to keep up with extra patrols, and Fireheart has barely had time to eat or sleep. So, Fireheart goes to Blue Star's den. Her fur was even more matted, and she was still like a cat who could no- She was still like a cat who could no longer care for herself, but waited silently for death. And he tells her that they've been patrolling the whole forest, but there has been no sign of Tigerclaw. And Blue Star looks away without saying anything, and Fireheart leaves her den. You know, poor thing can't get a break. She was seeming to do so <laughs> well. Like, she, she has no time to recover emotionally. So the clearing, the clearing looked so peaceful. And Brackenfur was playing with Willowpelt's kits. Whitestorm was lounging in the shade of the high rock. The fresh kill pile was full. But Fireheart couldn't imagine trying to eat anything. He sees Sandstorm eating, and the sight of her sleek orange pelt was an unexpected pleasure. And he suddenly thinks how much he would enjoy her company while he was out hunting with Brightpaw. Because he promised Whitestorm that he'd take her out, since Whitestorm's been kind of busy with Blue, Blue Star. And um, the thought restores his appetite, but he wants the thrill of a chase. So he'll leave the fresh kill for the others until he returns. So Brightpaw comes into the camp with the rest of the patrol that was gathering water for the queens and the elders, and Brightpaw takes hers to Blue Star's den. So Fireheart calls to Sandstorm. She had promised him that she'd catch him a rabbit whenever he asked, so he asks her to go hunting with Brightpaw and him. And her green eyes shine as she agrees to go with him. 
and they wait by, side by side for Brightheart, and although their pelts barely touched, he could feel his fur tingle. So the three set out into the forest. Fireheart is impressed how Sandstorm's muscles flex smoothly beneath her coat. She must be as tired as he was, but she kept a brisk pace. Poor Brightpaw just kind of has to, like, third wheel this hunting trip. They're, like, like checking each other out, and he's just like, oh, jeez. Brightpaw's like, why am I here? So Sandstorm almost gets a rabbit, but it escapes her. The fire, she's able to drive it towards Fireheart to take it down. And Sandstorm apologizes. She's a bit slow today, but Fireheart's like, yeah, me too. I'd probably say thank you. Punch me in the face. And she's like, what? Sandstorm tells him that he should rest, but, you know, Fireheart's like, we all do. Like, we all need to rest. But he's been twice as busy as everyone else. And Fireheart's just like, oh, there's a lot to do. And he adds that he doesn't have to spend time training Cloudpaw anymore, you know, so that frees up some time. Oh, <laughs> he says, yeah, through all of his tears. And Cloud Cloudpaw's loss had still been disturbing him more and more. He hoped that he would have found his way home by now, but he's starting to- Oh my god, I totally again. forgot that he got kidnapped! I hope he finds his way home. You know, how he literally got kidnapped by, like, the biggest thing we're afraid of. Oh, God. And Fireheart is so painfully aware that he'd lost two apprentices. How can he take on his responsibilities as a deputy if he can't even handle being he's a just like, it's, He's like, I was aware of it in the past, guy. but it's, like, really sinking in now. It's like... So real now. So real. <laughs> He's like, now that I have, like, the most responsibility, all those other test runs, <laughs> I'm really using how badly I messed them up. Ugh. Well, Sandstorm asks him if she can help. And then she adds with a hint of bitterness that she doesn't have an apprentice either. And Fireheart apologizes and tells her that Blue Star had him pick the mentors. He'd chosen Dustpelt instead of her. And he tells her that she'll make a great mentor one day. And Sandstorm shrugs, as cats do, <laughs> and says that, you know, she's sure he had his reasons. Okay, hang on. I'm actually, I, hang on. Let's, let's rewind a little bit. I know that they're having an important discussion, but. They shrug all okay, the time. Okay, so now I'm like Probably, imagining it. So yeah, if you go up on all fours, all like, like, is that how they do it? Because. I don't know. I've never visually seen a cat shrug. So they would have to do like a push-up or they'd have to like bob their head. I don't know. Maybe they like move their ears a certain way. That'd be weird. Because they don't have <laughs> shoulders, or at least not the same way that we understand it. Yeah, who knows. But but she does it. She shrugs. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's sure he had his reasons. It's okay. But Fireheart notices that her fur is prickling along her spine. <laughs> It's probably not really okay. <laughs> Learn how to read the signs. Oh no, that was me. Oh. But I think he kind of realizes it too. <laughs> so, Brightpaw comes after them and is like, did you catch the rabbit? And Fireheart realizes how tired she looks and how hard it must have been for her to keep up with the older warriors. Oh. <laughs> so, he offers her the first bite of the rabbit. And, like, I guess they're not on a hunting patrol, and the fresh kill pile is okay, because he said it was full, but, you know, the whole, like, 
you can't eat while you're out unless your climates have been fed. That rule just always seems like so fluid. Well, Sandstorm says that maybe Fireheart could order fewer patrols. Everyone is just so tired, and they haven't seen Tigerclaw since Running Wind died. So Fireheart feels pretty guilty because everyone is tired, but they can't. They have to be on their guard. And Brightpaw asks if he really thinks Tigerclaw will kill them. And Fireheart tells her that he thinks he'll try. And Sandstorm asks what Blue Star thinks, and Fireheart says she's worried, of course. But only he and Whitestorm really know how completely Tigerclaw's return had swept her back into the dark and tortured place she had been in when Tigerclaw had first tried to murder her. And Sandstorm says Blue Star's lucky she has a good deputy. And Sandstorm tells Fireheart that every cat in the clan trusts him to lead them through this. And Fireheart looks away, because he had noticed the cats, other cats in the clan, like, looking at him with a mixture of hope and expectancy lately. And he's very honored to have her respect. Don't, you know, he's honored. But he's like, I'm very young and inexperienced. And he's like, this is a lot. <laughs> he longs for Whitestorm's unshakable faith in Starclan's destiny for the clan. And he just, he can just tell, he just tells Sandstorm that, you know, He'll do his best. And she tells him that the clan couldn't ask for more. They eat, then they move on to find prey to bring back for the clan. And they head towards four trees, but an unfamiliar cat scent reaches them. They hide up in a tree, and two black ears appear from the undergrowth. Fireheart leaps down on the intruder, <laughs> Sandstorm and Brightpaw following him. Okay. The black cat realizes he's outnumbered, but the look on his face quickly turned from panic to relief as he recognized Fireheart. Guess who? Who? Ravenpaw! Oh! Yay! The whole gang is getting back together. It is! Episode. Wow! Like, it's like all the returns of, like, the first book. Yeah. Oh, hi, Raven! This is very unexpected. Hello! Yeah, Fireheart springs forward to give him a welcoming nuzzle, and Ravenpaw says it's so good to see him. And he looks and he's like, could that really be Sandpaw? And she's like, Sandstorm, now. She's like, <laughs> check it, boy. <laughs> Warrior now. <laughs> and he asks how Dustpaw is, but seems kind of weary. The two cats had trained with him, but were never all too kind to him and hadn't been sad to see him go. And Sandstorm says Dustpelt is fine. He has his own apprentice now. And Ravenpaw asks if Brightpaw is her apprentice. She's like, no. <laughs> Wait, isn't there another cat with him? And does Sandstorm know that he's not dead? Yeah, I remember uh, Fireheart told the clan um, after Tigerclaw's treachery. Oh, right. That makes sense. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> but he can't come back. <laughs> no, no. Blue Star... <laughs> Blue Star has offered him to come back, but it's just not something he wants, you know? Right. He, he likes it where he is. That's good. So, Fireheart asks Ravenpaw what he's doing here, and he's like, I was looking for you. And Fireheart is surprised, because as far as Ravenpaw knew, Tigerclaw was still deputy. So he must have thought it was important to come back. So I guess they haven't really seen Ravenpaw since... Everything went down. Right. 
So, Ravenpaw tells him that a cat came to live on the edge of his territory. And he had found him while out hunting. He was scared and lost. He didn't say much, but he smelled of ThunderClan. Oh, please! Ravenpaw had asked if the cat had come over the uplands, but the cat didn't seem to know where he was. Fireheart asks if he's sure it was ThunderClan's scent. And Ravenpaw tells him he'd never forget the scent he was born to. And this didn't seem like a usual kitty pet. He didn't seem happy to be brought back to his two legs. And Fireheart feels a glimmer of excitement but forces himself to stay quiet. Ravenpaw had gone back to talk to the kitty pet, but he was shut in and the two legs chased Ravenpaw away. <gasps> Fireheart asks what color the cat was, and Sandstorm gives him a sharp glare. Ravenpaw says white. A fluffy white pelt. <laughs> Wait, why is Sandstorm glaring? Like, don't get your hopes up, boy. But Brightpaw, and then Brightpaw, you know, standing with them, is like, oh my goodness, that sounds like Cloudpaw. So Fireheart is circling Ravenpaw. His paws are tingling with joy and relief. And he asks if Cloudpaw was okay. What did he say? And Ravenpaw's like turning his head to try to like follow Fireheart's circles. And, you know, Ravenpaw's like, well, the first time I met him, he seemed lost. And Fireheart's like, that's not surprising. He's never made the journey to Highstones. He wouldn't know, like, how close he was to home. And Ravenpaw's like, ah, that's why he must have seemed so upset. And Fireheart stopped. And he's like, upset? Is he hurt? Ravenpaw's, no, no, he just seemed miserable. <sighs> and, you know, he figured that, like, showing him back to his two legs would have made him happy, but it didn't. And that's why he came to find Fireheart. And Fireheart doesn't really know what to think. He had hoped Cloudpaw would have been happy with his new life, even if he never saw him again. And Ravenpaw asks if he did the right thing coming to him. And he asks if Cloudpaw had been banished from the clan. Yeah, Fireheart's like, no, he was stolen by two legs, and he was his apprentice and his sister's son. He'd been missing for a quarter moon. Fireheart's like, I was beginning to think I'd never see him again. And Sandstorm asks, what makes him think he's going to see him again? Alright, Sandstorm, jeez. Well, yeah, he's living in Ravenpaw's territory with two legs. Fireheart's gonna go get him. And Sandstorm asks, why? Because he's not happy. And Sandstorm asks if he's sure Cloudpaw wants rescuing. And Fireheart asks her, wouldn't you? And she tells him that he wouldn't, that she wouldn't need rescuing. She would not have been taking food from Two Legs in the first place. Well, he can learn. Brightpaw says it would be nice to have Cloudpaw back in the den, but Fireheart barely hears her. He stares back at Sandstorm, his fur bristling with anger. The baby relationship just went through the roughest possible waters. Well, does she think Cloudpaw deserves to be left unhappy and alone for a stupid mistake he made? Sandstorm snorts impatiently. That's not what she's saying. Fireheart doesn't know for sure if he wants to come back. And, but Ravenpaw has said he looked miserable. And Sandstorm points out that Ravenpaw only spoke to him once. And she asked if he looked upset when she, he saw him through the window. And Ravenpaw said it was hard to say he was eating. And, you know, she tells Fireheart that Cloudpaw has a home, food, and Fireheart still thinks he needs rescuing. 
What we about the talk clan? to him? We can maybe ask his opinion. But the clan needs him. Cloudpaw sounds like he's safe. She says leave him there. Sandstorm. The fur on Sandstorm's neck is bristling, and she's right. How could he leave the clan now, even for a short while, for a cat who had already proven to be a lazy, greedy apprentice? But his heart told him he had to try. He can't give up on his belief that Cloudpaw would make a great warrior one day, and the clan needs warriors now. So he tells her, he says, I have to try. Sandstorm asks if he manages to get him back, will Cloudpaw be safe in the forest? Could Fireheart bear to bring Cloudpaw home only to see him slaughtered by Tigerclaw? But even with that uncertainty, he knew what he was going to do. He tells them that he'll be back by sun high tomorrow. Tell Whitestorm where he'd gone. Sandstorm's like, you're going now? <laughs> and he'll need Ravenpaw to show him the way, and he doesn't expect him to stick around, not with Tigerclaw on the loose. Ravenpaw's like, on the loose? He hasn't heard about what happened yet, but Fireheart says he'll explain on the way. Sandstorm says he's not going without her. It's a mouse brain journey, but he'll need all the help he can get if he runs into Tigerclaw or a WindClan patrol. And Fireheart feels a surge of joy at her words. And he tells Brightpaw to go back and tell Whitestorm, go straight home, keep her ears low. And he does feel uneasy about letting the young cat travel alone. So they cross through WindClan territory, keeping as far away from their camp as possible, and Ravenpaw asks what happened to Tigerclaw. Fireheart had often looking for, had looked forward to telling Ravenpaw about his old tormentor being exposed at last, but now the news was only darkness, since he had killed Running Wind. And he stumbled over the story with a heart that ached with bitterness and regret. And Ravenpaw... Wins, were they friends? No, but, you know, they were clanmates. So yeah, they, I mean, they were just clanmates, so Ravenpaw is pretty surprised that he killed Running Wind. And Fireheart tells him about he, how he leads a band of rogues now, and he's sworn to kill them all. <laughs> you know, every day. Everyday sort of stuff. It's just, you know. And Ravenpaw's like, wow, Tigerclaw is more powerful than ever. And Fireheart says no. He's an outcast. He has no clan, and StarClan must oppose him as long as he breaks the warrior code. Without that, there's no way he could defeat ThunderClan. And he spoke with such conviction that he was hardly aware of that he had until now. And Sandstorm stares proudly at him. And Ravenpaw just hopes he's right. And Sandstorm says, of course he's right. But Ravenpaw is just glad he's out of it. And that's where we'll stop for today. I'm glad too. <laughs> this is, this is, this is, this was a tumble down a hill. <laughs> yes, it was. We we took a little tumble. We took a little tumble, but I'm ready to keep on tumbling. Oh, don't worry. You'll fall off the cliff soon. <laughs> With that in mind, um, please, you know, follow us. Uh, we are on Twitter now. What is our Twitter? You are. Or what is our Twitter thing? Our Twitter is at um, WC WIT Cast. Wickwit. Wickwit cast. Wickwit cast. So yeah, give and us a if, follow for updates. Yeah, and um, we have 
We're on iTunes. We're on Google. Yeah, yeah so thank you thank for you that. For, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank yeah. For joining us this week. A um, little bit of a short episode, but uh, we, we went through some stuff. <laughs> yeah, our animals were, like, not chill today. Yeah. Not chill. <laughs> And, and and we got through some pretty heavy points with the plot, so... Yeah, yeah, we did, we did. <laughs> Alright, I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?